0: Hello everyone and welcome back to Beast Corner, a true crime podcast where I dive into some of the most infamous true crime cases of all times. Uh, so for today, I'm going to be talking about a very interesting case. Uh, who put Bella in the HM. More than 75 years have passed since a woman's skeleton was found stuffed inside Wichelm uh, in a park in Worcestershire, England during World War II. Following this grim discovery, cryptic graffiti asking the question who put Bella in a witch realm? started to appear around the district. There are a bunch of theories of German spies and witchcraft rituals that practically keep this local legend alive, but no one knows what happened to Bella. So the story of this case begins uh, in a fitting dramatic fashion. As dusk was falling on April 18, uh, 1943, four teenage boys were cautiously threading through uh, Hegley he- Hegley Woods. This stretch of woodland was situa- situated on the grounds of the impressive Hegley Hall estate, which belonged to Lord Copham. The four boys, Bob Hart, Tom Willits, Fred Pine, and Bob Farmer, were trespassing. Uh, braving the dangers of getting caught by an angry gamekeeper, they were looking for some excitement to take their minds off the nightly German Ludwig's bombing raids, which were wreaking havoc in Birmingham, their hometown. They had their dogs with them and were hoping to supplement their family's uh, major meat rotation rota- ration with a poached rubber- rabbit or two. Uh, after a while, Bob Farmer spotted a witch elm, named for its strange appearance, and decided to climb it, hoping to find a bird's nest. Uh, he clambered up and peeked down into the hollow trunk. A glimmer of white convinced him that he had hit the jackpot. However, the object lunged in the middle of the tree was not a bird's nest. Bob pulled it out and found himself staring at a skull. Whose empty eye sockets seemed to stare right back at him. At first, he thought that the skull was that of an animal until he noticed scums of what looked like the human hair clinging to it and crooked, uh, crooked teeth uh, protruding from its mouth. Uh, the boys fled the woods, promising each other never to tell a soul about what they had found for fear of getting into trouble. Um, Despite the promise they had made, the seriousness uh, of their find weighed uh, heavily on 17-year-old Tom Villets. Shortly after he returned home, he told his parents about what he and his friends had found in Hagley Woods, and they alerted the police. The area was soon cordoned off. Uh, inside the ominous-looking tree, they found the woman's skeleton. Disturbingly, her hands were missing, the bones were discovered scattered around the tree. A cheap imitation gold ring, uh, size 5.5 crepe, crepe sole shoes were also found a short distance away. Scraps of poor quality clothing hung from the bones and a piece of taffeta fabric was stuffed inside the mouth of the skull, indicating that the vit- victim had been suffocated. The medical examiner Professor James Webster concluded that the woman's birth was around 35 years old, had irregular teeth in her upper jaw, had light brown hair and was just 5 feet tall, 152 centimeters. He also determined that the woman had given birth to one child in her lifetime and estimated that she had been dead for around 18 months. Um... October 1941, which is the estimated time of death of the woman's skeleton uh, discovered in the witcher, Professor Webster's findings made him certain that the death of his unknown um, woman was murdered. He also concluded that, that the woman had been placed inside the hollow trunk before rigor mortis, which is the stiffening of the muscles following death, had set in. Otherwise, the body would have been too stiff to fit inside the uh, narrow tree trunk. Uh, Professor Webster also maintained that the victim would most likely have been killed close to the spot where she was found. Otherwise, the killer would not have been able to transport her body to the tree, tree before rigor mortis set in. Uh, following the discovery in the Wichel, police contacted every dentist in the area, hoping that one of them would recognize the woman's distinctive protruding teeth. They also traveled through piles of missing persons reports to see if any of them matched the description of the deceased. Uh, neither line of inquiry turned up in leads. The investigation then turned toward the personal effects found at the scene. Uh, the old shoes were traced to the Waterfoot Company, Lancashire, Lanc- Lancashire, and the investigators were able to find the owners of all but six pairs, which had been sold from a market stall in Dudley, a town crooks approximately 18 kilometers away from Birmingham. Uh, the complexity of the investigation caused the trail to become colder with each passing week, the numerous tragedies of war soon distracted public and police's uh, attention from the three murder riddle. The woman remained unidentified and the case was quietly forgotten about. Then about six months later, mysterious gravity began to appear in the area uh, in 1943. The first gravity message basically appeared. The first message written in chalk on the side of a house nearby Old Hill read, Who put Luabella Bella down the witch elm? This was the first time that a name had been connected to the deceased woman. Over the ensuing months, similar messages appeared, all written by the same hand. Gradually, they took on the same word form, who puts Bella in the witch home. Um The <clears throat> gravity rank, graffiti rank with the implication that somebody knew who killed Bella, but appeals by police to find the artist all proved unsuccessful. In the late 1940s, new messages started to appear, asking the same question. Uh, We're not sure if this was the clue or a taunt. The case became a hudanit that ripped the nation. The combination of the mysterious messages and the lack of an identity for the victim prompted some fanciful theories. One notion that surfaced early on in the investigation was that Bella could have been a victim of a black magic ritual. Um, according to anthropologist Professor Margaret Murray, the fact that Bella's hand was severed from her arm and the bones scattered bore similarities to an occult ceremony known as the Hand of Glory. She also concluded that the murder was somehow connected to another case potentially involving witchcraft the murder of Charles Walton, who was stabbed and pinned uh, to the ground with his own pitchfork in the nearby village of Lower Quinton. Uh, Developing the theory that witchcraft was involved, it was noted that the plant, belladonna, also known as the Nightshade, and Witch Hazel are both widely associated with the occult. And according to local legend, so is Hegley Woods, the fact that Bella was entubed inside the tree rather than being buried was also indicative of a ritualistic slaying, according to Professor Murray, of course. The theory that Bella was executed for some crime against the coven quickly gathered steam and remains a favorite theory even today. Investigators working on the case, however, dismissed the theory, declaring that the bones from Bella's tent had simply been scattered by animal predation. Um, during World War II, several German spies were captured in the UK. As a result, in 1953, the case of Bella and the um attracted a new line of inquiry for espionage. Um, the Wolverhampton Express and Star received a letter from somebody who identified herself only as Anna of Cleverly. She uh, claimed to have information on the identity of Bella and was interviewed by journalist Wilfred Byford Jones. According to Anna, Bella was a member of Aspiring, seeking information about the location of munition factories that could then be targeted by Luftwaffe. Anna was later Anna was later identified as Una Masop, and she alleged alleged that her RAF RAF pilot husband Jake Masop, had witnessed Bella's death. She said that Masop told her that he had become involved in Aspiring along with a Dutchman called Van Rolt, one evening. Uh, and one evening, Van Rolt, accompanied by a woman Mussup believed to be Bella, had picked up Masip in his car. Shortly after, Van Rolt strangled the woman, allegedly because of her spy associations. Another version of this story claims that Jack Mussup and Van Rolt had been drinking with Bella in a local pub when she became drunk and passed out. The two men uh, then placed the woman in the tree to teacher a lesson. When she awoke, she was unable to climb out and perished. However, this theory doesn't explain the discovery of the taffeta stuffed inside her mouth. Uh, whichever version was reported to the NIF's paper has become obscured by time, but what is known is that Jack must have Jack died in St. George's Hospital uh, before Bella's body was discovered. Uh, allegedly recurring nightmares of Bella's skull stuff inside the tree ultimately led to his mental breakdown. Uh, One year old was never found, and investigators considered Mesop's testimony to be nothing more than hearsay from an estranged wife, told twelve years after the discovery of Bella. In later years, the classified MI5 files gave some weight on the spy theory. The files revealed information concerning a German spy named Joseph Jacobs, who was captured after breaking his uh, ankle while pursuing into Cambridgeshire in 1941. After Jacobs' arrest, a creased photographer of the glamorous German actress and cabaret singer Clara, Bore- Clara Borelli was found in his pocket. Jacobs told his interrogators that Borelli was his Lover, and that the third Drake had recruited her as a spy, according to Jacob's uh Borella had proceeded into the West Midlands in nineteen forty one and disappeared. Uh, could Burrell have been the woman that Luna Musop had mentioned? Joseph Jacobs was never able to shed any more light into Burrell's fate as he was executed by firing squad in august nineteen forty one However, it is certain that Claire Burrell could not have been Bella for the simplest reason that Burrell was told around 178 meters, whereas Bella was only 152 meters, uh, centimeters in height. In addition, in 2016, it was discovered that Clara Burrell had died in a Berlin hospital uh, in December 1942. Alongside all of these imaginative theories, there was a speculation that Bella may have been someone with a transient lifestyle A person not easily traced in life, thus not particularly missed in death. In August uh, 2014, BBC Radio 4 broadcast uh, a program that suggested that Bella was a prostitute who worked the streets around Hagley Road. According to police files, Bella had disappeared in 1941, which would fit the timeline of events. Local pointed out the fact that gypsies had camped out in the vicinity of Hagley Woods during 1941. Perhaps Bella was one of them and had been killed by a member of her own community. Yet another suggestion was that Bella was a local barmaid who had been killed by an American GI. With no concrete evidence to support them, these various theories ultimately led nowhere. Uh, One straight forward hypothesis is that Bella was a homeless woman with no loved ones to report her missing, quite simply she may have been a woman who just fell through the cracks. As the decades passed, the mystery continued to grow. This sinister looking tree, the severed hand, the whispers of witchcraft and espionage have combined to weave this tragic tale of an anonymous woman's murder into a darkly fascinating legend, honestly. And, you know, to this day, it still remains unsolved. This case has always been very interesting to me. And I hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, Again, I would like to apologize for mispronouncing any of the words. As you all know, English isn't my first language, so I'm prone to make a few mistakes. Thank you for listening, and I'll see you guys in the next episode.